And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, November 1st, a date that I'm sure is circled in your calendars because the Federal Reserve will reveal its decision at 2 p.m. Eastern time today. And I think that uh, despite the fact that the economy is growing by more than expected, despite the fact that the employment landscape remains pretty solid, despite the fact that you're still complaining about higher prices, I think it is at least a 95% chance that the Fed does nothing at this meeting. And I think the reason is they don't have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. A strange thing has happened since the last Federal Reserve meeting. And that strange thing is that all of the sudden, the 10-year Treasury has gotten killed. The price is down, the yield's up at around, let's say, 5-ish, almost 5%. And as a result... That in and of itself will help slow down the growth of the economy. And I think the Fed may be able to just sort of say, ah, you hear that? That's like the deep breath. Let's take a breath. They'll tee it up like, oh, yeah, December's still a live meeting. I know they will. I don't think that December is going to show any change. I think the Fed is probably done. But they're nervous about saying that. They don't want to appear... They don't want to like project that they're done because they're worried that that will have the wrong impact on markets and on just normal people, that people are going to be like, oh, great, now they're going to cut rates next year and, well, let's get going. Uh, they don't want that. They're still focused on prices. Prices are coming down. Again, I know we're all complaining about prices, but inflation at the core level is coming down. And 
You know, Mark, I know you've been dealing with this yourself, but the shelter component of the consumer price index and all of these inflation trackers just is a bit of a thorn in the side of the folks trying to make these big decisions because shelter comes in very in a few different forms. And yes, of course, you know, rents may go up, but then rents were sort of stable for a while and uh, during COVID. And, and, you know, at this point, there's so many people who have housing that is locked in at low rates that it's hard to kind of get a sense of what is the inflation rate for housing. And uh, I, I'll tell you one thing, what it's not is trying to say to somebody, oh, let's pretend your house is a house that you're renting and what's the equivalent rent for that house? That just does not work. So the shelter component has screwed up the CPI and the uh, PCE indexes now for months. The Fed knows it. They keep coming up with other ways to measure it. Won't matter. So bottom line, I think the Fed's probably done with this rate hike cycle. However, I will say rates are staying higher for, um, for a while at least. So uh, make sure that you're getting the interest that you deserve. And maybe, just maybe you'll do what I did, which is, oh, if I have some extra money, maybe I'd buy a 10-year treasury. I don't usually do market timing. I don't even, I don't really get involved in that, but it's hard for me to imagine that the 10-year is, maybe it'll go to 6%, but you know, I'll get paid that 5% interest while I'm waiting if the price of the bond goes down. I don't know. Feeling good about the 10-year mark. I can't wait. So when's Kathy coming on? She's coming on in a couple of weeks. But uh, I was going to say, I am officially, you know, I'm officially praying for rates to uh, come down. <laughs> you don't need them to come down right now. You need them to come down within how many years? I am officially on the clock starting in December. Or actually, I think it starts in January, but I will be on the clock for 10 years. But hopefully it happens within the next, I'm hoping, I don't know, three years or so. I'm thinking you got a good three-year time horizon here. So I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. And you just keep paying. And thankfully, uh, you will you can afford it. And you've run the numbers because Mark's buying a new house and he's doing with it using an adjustable rate. And so, you know, there are a lot of ways to skin the uh, housing cat right there. Anyway, so Fed unlikely to do anything. They're meeting. They are going to give their reaction. If there's anything that is big in that statement, I promise to update you tomorrow. Today, we're going to do some emails. Let's do it. Remember, if you've got a financial question, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live. This is from Paul, who says he loves the show. He remembers me when I was on the radio 100 years ago in New England. Okay. I heard you mention on a recent show that it is a bad idea for a relative to add you to the deed of their house. What can be done to correct for this after the fact? Mm. Is it too late to be taken off deed? My dad passed away 25 years ago. And at that time, it sounds like mom added this guy, Paul, and his brother to the deed of their house. Of course, her heart was in the right place. And at the time, I wasn't aware of the consequences. Would like to get your feedback on if it's an easy fix while mom is still alive. Thanks, Paul. I mean, I'm sure it can be undone. It's just a question of whether or not there is some tax event in the undoing. That's the only thing I'm worried about. As everybody hears these these warnings, I just want to remind you what happens here is that when Paul's father died 25 years ago, his mother is now owns the home outright. 
if she were to die now 25 years later, Paul and his brother would inherit the house. And if they wanted to then sell it, the cost basis for the sale of the home would be the date of death valuation of the house. Okay. So let's make up numbers. Mom and dad bought the house for 50,000. 25 years ago, dad passes away and the house is worth 300,000. 25 years later, even beyond, now the house is worth 700,000. If Paul and his brother inherit the house today and they go to sell it, it's as if they sell it and had purchased it at 700,000. That's their cost basis. No tax due. Now, the scenario that they've actually just created in the family, again, because the heart was in the right place, is that dad passed away 25 years ago. Mom added them to the deed. It's not like they get the cost basis at that point. It does not matter. The cost basis is the original cost basis for the home, okay? And by the way, if mom were to sell the home at this point, because she wanted to take advantage of the fact that there was a capital gains exclusion uh, of $250,000. You know, she has lived there. She would get that. You guys wouldn't. So it's another reason not to do this. When you put your kids' names on a deed, you gift them the home eventually, and you gift them the cost basis that you had to pay to get into that house originally. That's a lot of money for people. I don't know, Mark, a lot of folks are doing this. So clearly we need to pound this message home, okay? All right, here we go. Next, this is from Bonnie. My children have inherited a large sum of money in a trust. They have five and seven years before they will have access to the money. Where's the best place to invest it? Oh my gosh, that is too broad of a question. Um, So Bonnie, I would say, I don't know how old they are. So are, you know, are they 30? Are they 20s? I, I don't know. And who's the trustee of this trust? And do the kids have any, are you the trustee? Do you have the ability to choose an investment advisor? Got to look at that trust document to make sure you're complying with it. I, I need more information. Okay. This is from Eric who writes, I enjoy your program. Mom is 79 years old. She's in good health. Oh gosh. She currently drives a 20-year-old car that has 200,000 miles. Her mechanic recently told her that the frame is rusted through and it's time to get rid of the car. She has $70,000 in savings. She has $1,800 a month from Social Security and her expenses are around $2,000 a month with additional annual expenses of around three grand a year. She owns her home outright. Her current market value is $400,000. What about money in the bank? We, she has savings. She have, and does she have anything beyond that? Does she have investments? What's going on? Eric wants to know the best options when it comes time to buy a used car. Should she use her money? Should my brother and I buy a car for her? I would anticipate a budget of fifteen grand for a decent used car. She drives about 5,000 miles a year. Why, let's just lease it. Let's just lease a car 5,000 miles a year. You want to weigh in on this, Mark? Uh, yeah, I don't know if she can afford a payment. If this is if all the money she has is what he outlined in the email, then I don't see how she can afford an, a new car payment. Yeah, I think the brothers are going to have to buy it. I mean, right now she's running out of deficit. She, you know, her expenses are two thousand, and she's got eighteen hundred a month. Yeah. So where's the who's who's um who is bridging that gap? Maybe the brothers are. I mean, the sons are. I don't know. We need again more info. Okay, here's Stacy. 
My son is very bright. That's something that no mother has ever said, right? Okay, with with school anyway, read on. Okay, son will be graduating next spring with an excellent GPA. He is interested in the financial investment field, strongly feels going to a well-known school of business like Stern at NYU, Ross at University of Michigan, uh, will help him great land great internships, contacts, and give him an advantage towards his goals, Wall Street. We, his parents, are two full-time working parents with modest income. We've told him we can cover twenty-five grand a year for four years, not the eighty needed per year by these schools. He's heard us, but continues to apply and focus on these types of schools. What do we do? He'll be so loaded with debt. He insists he will make enough after college to pay it off after he takes out loans, but he has no clue how much it takes just to live, especially if living in NYC. Any advice? Uh, first of all, you don't apply to business school right out of college. You, that's not how these schools work. You wait. And if he has an excellent GPA, tell him to go get a job. And then if in two or three years he's still interested or it's important or he kills it when he takes his... um what's it called? GMAT? Is that the one for business school? Then great. And yeah, maybe if you get into an elite school, you will, but you don't, they don't hire directly out of college. So I don't know what he's talking about. So he should be very careful about that. Um, What do you think of that, Mark? Well, I think that, you know, they, as the parents told him what they can do, he heard them. So if he chooses to go down that road, then it's on him. She shouldn't be stressing so much about this. Exactly right. Exactly right. They have to like divorce themselves from it in some respects. Like I'm not even sure I wouldn't have even said 25 grand, but maybe he'll get a scholarship. I don't know. But if he's really smart and he goes to a decent school, their placement office should be giving him that information. It's not they don't hire directly out of school. They just don't. It's usually two to three years after he will. He'll be okay probably, but it has to be a top tier school. No one cares if you go to what's the matter you to get your MBA. I'll tell you that much. What's I'm out of you? I think that that's from uh, Bullwinkle. I have to look that up. All right, that's it. That is the program. Fed meeting, very exciting. Um, I know you're excited. If you've got a financial question, go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. While you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. I gave Mark a target for the number of people I wanted for the weekly newsletter. We are so close. We need... Uh, just well, about 500 more to get to my goal for this year. It would make me so happy. And then I'm going to keep moving the goalposts because that's the kind of person I am. Do sign up for the free weekly newsletter. We would be so happy if you did. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen and lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 